Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. The morning, a good one to two, some spots three or four inches of snow by tomorrow afternoon. I think the snow tapers off around 3 p.m. on Friday. Then we're left with a cold weekend. Saturday's high of only 25 degrees with a wind chill of 15. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Jordan Evans in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we're 32 in the nation's capital. 559. This is WTOP News. WTOP-FM Washington. WWWTFM Anassas. WTLP-FM Braddock Heights Frederick. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's top news, live, local, 24-7. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer, coming up. In less than 12 hours, snow will start to fall in the Washington area with possibly three or more inches on the ground by the afternoon. Schools making their plans for tomorrow. A lot of closings are now coming in. Last-minute prep is well underway ahead of our region's latest snowstorm. I'm Scott Gelman. It's only temporary, but the federal government will stay open past tomorrow night after votes in Congress. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Linda Kenyon. The Justice Department has released its report on the response to the Uvalde school shootings in 2022. Attorney General Merrick Garland. Within minutes of arriving inside the school, officials on scene transitioned from treating the scene as an active shooter situation to treating the shooter as a barricaded subject. This was the most significant failure. This family member of one of the victims responded to the report. You know, just kind of talking amongst each other, we knew the failures that had happened. Um, We just kind of, it makes more clarity now because it's written and now it's set in stone. And what we thought is true. 19 children and two teachers were killed in Uvalde. The House and the Senate have passed a stopgap spending bill that funds government operations through early March. Connecticut Democrat Rosa DeLauro. A young woman who I see just about every day and with really fear in her face, she said to me, are you going to keep the government open? I said, we are. And she said, thank you. President Biden is expected to sign the bill before tomorrow's deadline. The president's son has agreed to give a deposition on February 28th. Hunter Biden earlier defied a subpoena to testify behind closed doors, saying he wanted his testimony to be public. House Republicans are probing Hunter's business dealings, trying to determine if President Biden was involved. A successful liftoff for another SpaceX mission. I'm Peter King at the Kennedy Space Center. It was not a picture-perfect Florida day. Good enough as the Falcon 9 rocket punched a hole in the clouds for a perfect trip to orbit. SpaceX launch director Mark Soltis to the three space rookies. Congrats. Welcome to your first flight on Dragon. Uh, Mike, on the other hand, welcome to the Dragon Frequent Flyer Club. Michael Lopez Alegria is commanding his second space station flight for Axiom Space, the company's third privately funded mission. Axiom 3 is scheduled to dock at the International Space Station early Saturday. Winter storms are blanketing the country. In Wilmington, Illinois, chunks of ice have jammed up the Kankakee River. Barbara Ward lives by. Can't do anything. It's impossible. You just stand there and you watch it and you pray to God, oh my God, please don't come in my house. Confirm weather-related fatalities nationwide are now at 60. Amid the war between Israel and Hamas. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says he's told the U.S., that Israel opposes a Palestinian state in any post-war scenario. 
He said history shows that whenever Israel pulls out of territory, terrorists move in. CBS's Robert Berger. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. 603 on WTOP on this Thursday, January 18th, 2024. We've got cloudy skies and it's 34 in D.C. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our top local story this hour, more snow. It's going to be twice in one week. We started the week with snow. We're going to end the week with snow after a snow drought for about two years. We're going to have more on the forecast shortly, but we do have some school closings and delays tomorrow to tell you about because of the bad weather. These are the school systems we've heard from so far that are closed in Virginia, Loudoun County Public Schools. That's a new addition this hour. Fairfax County Public Schools, Arlington County Public Schools closed. Prince William County Public Schools, Alexandria City Public Schools, Manassas City Public Schools, and Rappahannock County Public Schools all closed. Opening two hours late in Virginia tomorrow, Stafford County Public Schools and Spotsylvania County Public Schools. Now in Maryland, closed tomorrow, Frederick County Public Schools, Howard County Public Schools, and Carroll County Public Schools. We have the complete list of school closings and delays for you on WTOP.com. Well, now to our forecast. A winter weather advisory starts around 4 tomorrow morning. Temperatures are going to be cold enough for all the snow to stick. 7 News First Alert, meteorologist Jordan Evans. Above freezing today, but then it's back to 33 tomorrow, and the snow begins anytime after 3 o'clock in the morning. There will be snow falling during the morning rush hour, so that winter weather advisory starts at 4 o'clock, going all the way through Friday evening. But I do think the snow comes to an end around 3 p.m. on Friday. Light to moderate snow throughout the day. 1 to 3 inches expected, just like Monday's system, so there will be enough to bring some impacts to road travel, likely some closings as we go into Friday. We have your full forecast coming. Coming up in just a few moments as part of traffic and weather on the 8s. Well, some people spent the afternoon doing that Washington tradition, picking up the last minute essentials ahead of tomorrow's snow. Yeah. Workers here at Stroessniders in Bethesda are stacking bags of ice melt, but they're not staying on the shelves for too long. Ice melt has been the number one seller, obviously, and then we sell a lot of um, snow shovels, but the, probably the most fun are the sleds. Kenneth is the manager here and says the store is well stocked. Monday and Tuesday were very busy, and now today, again, has been a busy day. Not everyone was here for a shovel or ice melt, though. A boot rack more than anything, some place to put our boots after we go trumpet around the neighborhood. I'm locked in an apartment. I told the lady I'm glad she bought a shovel because that means it ain't going to snow. This is just backup. You know, I'm ready. I got the shovels, the, the ice melt. In Bethesda, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. 605, two explosions rocked the historic section of Anacostia. It happened earlier today after a gas line was ruptured. The damage is bad, but it could have been much worse. WTOP's John Doman has the details. It appears this all started when a vehicle hit a gas meter here along Marion Barry Avenue. Lieutenant Ryan Bolton with D.C. Fire was one of the first to arrive, and he not only smelled the gas outside, he could hear it leaking. Making us believe that the gas that was building up inside the buildings would be even uh, at a higher level. The first explosion was inside of a building where a daycare center operates, but staff got everyone out safely. The second explosion was a convenience store, which has been obliterated. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. When I saw the building itself, my mouth fell open um, because the, if the children had been in that building, 
they would have very definitely been impacted. Instead, one person suffered only minor injuries in all of this. In Anacostia, John Dome in WTOP News. Heads up if you have Friday plans in the district tomorrow. Along with the expected snowfall, 50,000 people plan to take part in tomorrow's March for Life at the National Mall. The annual March for Life rally marks the anniversary of the Supreme Court's 1923 Roe v. Wade decision that made abortion legal. Although that decision was overturned in 2020, people who are against abortion say their work is unfinished. House Speaker Mike Johnson is also expected to speak at the rally. The pre-rally concert begins at 11 a.m., with the march starting on the mall and finishing between the Capitol and Supreme Court. You can find a list of street closures at WTOP.com. Cheyenne Curran, WTOP News. A development tonight to tell you about in the case against former Loudoun County Public School Superintendent Scott Ziegler. He was set to be sentenced today, but that has been delayed. Ziegler was facing up to a year in prison and a $2,500 fine on charges related to the school system's handling of two sex assaults by the same student. His attorney says that he argued a motion to set aside the verdict, and the judge is now considering that. Sentencing cannot happen until the judge rules on the motion. Back in September, a jury found Ziegler guilty of retaliation when he fired an elementary school teacher. That teacher, Aaron Brooks, testified against Ziegler in a grand jury investigation that was looking at the handling of the sex assaults from three years ago. Coming up in money news after traffic and weather. Mortgage rates are almost back to year-ago levels. I'm Jeff Glabel. 608. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. It's been a tough go for some drivers on the Beltway. Parts of the Beltway, Dave Dildine. How's it going now? Yeah, it's not much better for those drivers in Montgomery County on the Outer Loop. It is jammed badly from Connecticut Avenue toward Virginia. That crash on the American Legion Bridge involved several vehicles initially going sideways. Long recovery underway. Two left lanes have been blocked for a while on the Outer Loop on the American Legion Bridge. This is not just backing up traffic on the 270 Spur, but also putting a lot of drivers into work around. Extremely slow going around Carter Rock Cabin, John Glen Echo, uh, Bannockburn on River Road. Uh, Claire Barton Parkway hung up badly near the Beltway. A lot of frustrated drivers here trying to get across the Legion Bridge into Virginia. That is definitely the worst spot in traffic land this evening for the D.C. metro area. But interloop traffic is slow coming out of Tyson's across the Legion Bridge. Word of a couple trucks stopped with police along the left side near the Pike. And there's a crash on the outer loop after Route 50 Arlington Boulevard. Fire rescue remaining on scene and blocking the right lanes on the outer loop there, not far from Merrifield. Elsewhere, 95 southbound, slow in Woodbridge. Express lanes better. Broken down vehicle near Dale City clear. Northbound traffic still sluggish through Quantico. Mobile work zone clear. Into D.C. heavy and slow on the southeast-southwest freeway eastbound from the 14th to the 11th Street Bridge above the Marine Barracks on 695. Eastbound getting by the response to a crash by staying right. Two left lanes blocked just short of the Anacostia River. And straight ahead we've got heavy traffic outbound on 295 and the response to the building explosions in Anacostia still blocking many streets near and east of the King Avenue barrier Avenue intersection. And fair warning, this is a slow rush hour in many parts of the region. Be it outbound on K Street and the Whitehurst Freeway, 23rd Street near the State Department and many other places, there's just a lot of heavy traffic. And we tend to see this not just on Thursdays, but also preceding snowfall. And obviously, we've got some of that in the forecast tomorrow.
Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. What's the timeline for our snow tomorrow? Let's go to Jordan Evans in the 7 News First Alert Weather Center. Cool and cloudy this evening, but we are snow-free until the overnight hours. So any evening plans? You want to do a store run, some errands? Do that tonight as the pavement is dry. Tomorrow, by the time you wake up, snow already falling, so snow-covered roads likely already by 7 to 8 a.m. That continues through Friday morning into the afternoon. Eventually, the snow winds down by 2 to 3 p.m., and we'll be left with cold temperatures, wind chills Saturday morning in the single digits in the afternoon, only around 15. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Jordan Evans in the First Alert Weather Center. It's cloudy, 35 at the National Mall, down to 31 in Reston, 32 in Bethesda. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. WTOP's Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour. On to Jeff Claybaugh. Mortgage rates are still moving lower, falling to a seven-month low this week. Freddie Max has a 30-year fix now averages 6.6%, approaching year-ago levels. McLean-based candy giant Mars is investing big in fig bars, spending a quarter billion dollars to build a baking facility in Salt Lake City for its Nature's Bakery brand. Nature's Bakery is now the eighth best-selling snack bar brand. IKEA continues to go small. It'll open two more small format stores here, one at Gaithersburg's Rio Lakefront, another in Annapolis. There's already a small IKEA in Pentagon City. They are for design services. The Dow finished the day up 202 points. The S&P 500 up 42, almost 1%. The NASDAQ up 200 points, almost 1.5%. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. If you want to sell your ride, all you have to do is go to gimmethevin.com. Put in your license plate number, put in the miles, attach a couple of pictures, and gimmethevin.com will get it bought. Gimmethevin.com. Coming up, the Uvalde, Texas Elementary School massacre remains a serious wound for the community there, more broadly for the whole country. Now the Justice Department finds a significant failure in how police responded that day. We're going in depth with the Washington Post. It's 612. A continuous integration and continuous delivery approach reveals what works and what doesn't quickly, says Maximus's Raymond Holder in the series Forward Thinking Government. Some people say, oh, we need uh, an environment to do iterations and experiments so we can fail quickly. And I say, no, you're not trying to fail quickly. You're trying to succeed seed quickly. You've got to have an environment where you've got your data, you've got access, and you've got uh, restrictions that allow you to experiment and iterate with government and contracted partners. Visit Maximus.com slash federal to learn how to iterate securely and scale your digital modernization successfully. Federal agencies are looking for new approaches to today's challenges. At Maximus, we are ready and focused on what's ahead, leading with new ideas and emerging trends for government modernization, harnessing advanced technologies and data to draw Drive transformation, creating a total experience for the delivery of citizen services. We are enabling innovation to enhance the efficiency of government to reimagine new possibilities for today. Learn more at Maximus.com slash federal. Dad's doctor says it's time to focus on quality of life and comfort. I'm not sure where to start. I'm glad you called Jessa. We can help. When you reach out to Jessa, our hospice nurse will meet you at home for an assessment that's completely covered by Medicare to create a comprehensive care plan so you can truly be present in the moments you and your loved one share. Medicare and most insurances cover hospice 100%. Contact Jessa at JSSA.org. Proudly serving Montgomery County. This is just into the WTOP Newsroom. Washington County, Maryland Public Schools closed tomorrow. 
That's just part of a very long list of closures and delays we have for you. You can get them all at WTOP.com. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 6.15. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. Well, the nation will never forget the Uvalde, Texas Elementary School massacre that killed 19 children and two adults. The Justice Department now says there was a near total breakdown in policing protocols that hindered the response of the 2022 school shooting. DOJ says the refusal to rapidly confront the killer cost lives unnecessarily. The new report follows a two-year investigation. Washington Post Justice reporter Devlin Barrett is also co-author of the Trump Trials newsletter. He joined us earlier to talk about the report, which outlines horrifying incompetence. We have known since that awful day, the the general strokes of, of how this went bad, that police officers waited for more than an hour while the gunman was in this classroom full of fourth graders before going in. But what this report really does is it gives you a 600-page, like, minute-by-minute blow-by-blow account of how deadly that waiting was and how awful it was for those children. Devlin, I can't imagine how difficult it is to read that for us as journalists, for the family members, anyone who was attached to that. What are some of the key things that you found that DOJ said went wrong? The simple act of waiting, I think in some ways, as you read it, some of what becomes more maddening is what they did while they were waiting. So for example, they spent 40 minutes looking for a key to a classroom door. And I think what's so jarring about that is one of the things the report found is that they never even bothered to turn the knob to that door. And that door was almost certainly unlocked the entire time. And so it's not just what they didn't do. It's the things they chose to spend their time doing while people were dying that I think is part of why the families are still so very, very angry. Will there be any punishment for police who responded to that situation? So that's in the hands of the local district attorney. This review was really just about trying to say what went wrong and frankly assign blame, but not in the criminal context. It's been more than a year and a half. The more time that goes on, the less likely we are to see something like criminal charges out of this. But the families very, very much want to see people charged for their inaction. And they want to see more people named. You know, this report names a lot of senior police officials for behaving wrongly. Those families would like to see even the lesser police officials named publicly. Devlin, every time one of these tragedies happens, a school shooting, there is always the after action report, like, you know, in a smaller sense than what we're getting today. What do we take away from this? What will authorities be able to do with it? Can they do anything with it? Do we see anything concrete coming in the future? It's one of the worst types of reminder possible because law enforcement has known since the Columbine shooting, you know, for decades, law enforcement has known you have to go to the threat. You cannot wait. You have to go because more people will die if you don't. And I think Uvalde was very jarring for a lot of even police officers and agents because they thought everyone understood this. They thought this it wasn't even a thing you needed to teach anymore in some ways. But Uvalde proved it is. 
And I think there have been incidents all around the country since Uvalde where parents don't trust the police to take care of their kids. And I think one of the things that the Justice Department is trying to do here is emphasize what the right thing to do is so that you don't have people trying to take action on their own so it doesn't get even more chaotic and even more dangerous. Washington Post justice reporter and co-author of the Trump Trials newsletter, Devlin Barrett. Quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. A large number of local schools are shutting down ahead of tomorrow's snowfall across the Washington area. While we cope with the new weather challenges, at least we don't have to worry about a federal government shutdown that's been avoided. A date is now set for Hunter Biden to give a deposition to Congress. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. It's 618. Traffic and weather on the 8th. It's been a busy one. Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Yeah, talking to a lot of frustrated drivers in Montgomery County near Cabin John and Carter Rock and on the Outer Loop. Just miserably slow this evening from Connecticut Avenue all the way around the Outer Loop to the crash at the American Legion Bridge. Now, this wreck initially involved close to a half a dozen vehicles. Many went sideways. And for about two hours now, the two left lanes have been blocked on the Outer Loop. But this one is leading to significant back. Backups on both sides of the Beltway, on River Road, on the Clara Barton Parkway, jammed badly eastbound and westbound near Cabin John and Carter Rock, and also on MacArthur Boulevard for the long workaround. This is also putting more traffic down river across the chain bridge. But significant impacts from this Beltway crash on the Outer Loop. And uh, River Road is taking it on the chin as well. Long backups on both sides of the Beltway there. On the Interloop, slow traffic riding out of Tyson's toward the Legion Bridge. Rubbernecking continues. Volume delays persist through Silver Spring and College Park. Outer Loop traffic slow through Greenbelt. BW Parkway volume delays northbound toward the Beltway, but crash delays northbound out of Laurel and past Fort Meade. Ward of 1 north of 32 with the likelihood of a lane blocked. If you haven't committed, take 95. That's okay between Laurel and Columbia. Delay free on 50 at the Bay Bridge for what it's worth. In Virginia on the Outer Loop, the crash after Arlington Boulevard back on the right shoulder. D.C., 395 and 695, heavy and slow across the southeast-southwest freeway. Crash before the 11th Street Bridge, still blocking the left side. And uh, still many streets blocked in Anacostia at today's building explosion. Berry Avenue and King Avenue topping the list. And in general, it is a slow rush hour. Uh, you're going to expect some slightly longer volume delays this evening. A lot of things in flux with the cancellations for tomorrow's forecast of snow. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646, sponsored by Compassion International. I'm Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's head over to the 7 News First Alert Weather Center. Meteorologist Jordan Evans joins us now. Jordan, everybody is thinking about what's going to be coming out of the sky in the early morning hours. How much are we going to get? When's it going to start? Well, it's starting at 4 o'clock in the morning and almost a repeat of Monday in terms of the amounts, anywhere from 1 to 3 inches. Some spots maybe 4 inches of snow, depending on those heavier snow bands, but there is less moisture with this system than Monday, so I'm not expecting the 4 to 5. Even some spots with that saw 6-inch totals, not expecting that around the DMV. But it only takes 1 to 3 inches, as we know, here in the D.C. Metro to cause those impacts, so closings have already been announced, more likely coming in, as tomorrow may be a snow day for many of us, as 
as we track that snow during the morning hours into the afternoon. It will be a daytime event, so it's out of here by 2 to 3 p.m. So you'll have Friday evening uh, to at least enjoy some of that snow. Road crews will continue to work their magic, give the snow plows plenty of room again tomorrow as we go throughout the day. And then Saturday, we just turn our attention to the cold temperatures. We'll have wind chill values, single digits to around 15. That's it for the wind chills on Saturday. Air temperatures only up to 25. And then Sunday, it's better at 33, but wind chills still in the low 20s. So it will be a cold weekend, but we finally rebound next week with highs pushing 50 by Wednesday. Springfield, you're still at 37 degrees, but we're now below freezing. Fairfax at 31, Silver Spring at a freezing 32, and College Park, 33 degrees. This just into the WTOP newsroom. We've just gotten word that Montgomery County Public Schools will be closed tomorrow. Montgomery County Public Schools closed tomorrow. That's the latest in a very long list of school closures and delays for tomorrow. We'll have the latest for you on WTOP.com. Also, we'll have the full list for you on air in just a few. 622. They want you to change your name. Archie Leach doesn't cut it. Anything come to mind? Cary Grant. He was Hollywood's greatest leading man. But Cary Grant is a character. Be very careful about how he's perceived. Yet few truly knew him. I have loved a lot of people. And everyone's broken my heart. I'll never let you go, Archie. Based on the remarkable true story. You know what's wrong with you? No, why? Jason Isaacs is Archie, the man who became Cary Grant, now streaming only on BritBox. Home sales can get complicated. Maryland Congressman Glenn Ivey provides perspective on how the government and the real estate industry can work together in a recent discussion sponsored by Bright MLS. You also need enforcement when there is actual discrimination. It might be a redlining issue in a community, and we've had some of those pop up over the last few years. And sometimes the Department of Justice has to intervene on those or state officials. It's still a challenge. We still have to make sure that they have the tools to enforce those things. To watch the full discussion, visit WTOP.com and search Bright MLS. Home. It's a fundamental human right. Today, multiple listing services like Bright MLS ensure that all Americans have equitable access to every home available for sale. Without the MLS, fair housing can fall short, opening the door for discrimination and unfair business practices. Supporting the MLS supports an open, clear, competitive housing marketplace where everyone has the same opportunity to find a place to call home. To learn more about the value of the MLS, visit brightmls.com open. Looks like it's going to be another long, cold winter in our area. Make sure your residential or commercial heating systems ready to keep you warm all season long by calling the Crop Metcalf 5-Star Heating Experts. A Crop Metcalf 5-Star Technician has the training and know-how to properly fix and maintain your system and catch potential problems before you're left out in the cold. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. Crop Metcalf is the one with 5 stars. Crop Metcalf, home of the 5-Star Technician and proud partner of the Washington Nationals. Funded advance loan at Jackson Hewitt now. No fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Sports at 25 and 55. Hey, Rob, we got the Caps in action. Yes, we do. At the top of the hour, they're opening the second half of their season tonight at Capital One Arena in the first game of a home-and-home with the St. Louis Blues. When last we saw the Caps, Ethan Bear scored his first goal in a calendar year and Coach Spencer Carberry thinks there's more where that came from. Bearsy to um, play the way he did to score that goal. Hopefully he gets a little bit more momentum and roll, and he's, he's come in 
Uh, he's been fantastic. He's worked his butt off and started real hot, had a couple games where it wasn't great, and, and now him coming back and, and scoring, hopefully that uh, propels him into continuing to elevate his game and play at a high level. The Wizards have a 7.30 tip-off in New York against the Knicks, looking to bounce back from the embarrassing home loss to the lowly Detroit Pistons. Down a level, James Madison home against UL Monroe after losing two of three following their 14-0 start to the season. On the NFL coaching front, the Commanders having virtually